0: Wow. Check out this clearing. Let's take a seat here, Pods. Hmm. What's on your mind, Pods?
1: How did you figure out my plan?
0: Well, I am your maker. You've also been making some pretty obvious comments
1: frequently. I suppose. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why would you make something that can just die?
0: You know, Pods, I often wonder about that too. But you're not really gonna die. You're just going to sleep. You're just going to go to sleep until someone can wake you up. You'll be found as people begin to talk about the storytelling statue in the mountains.
1: How do you know you would just cease to be?
0: I, uh, I don't know.
1: Doesn't it strike you as odd that you could create a sentient being, but deny that you may be able to just turn off temporarily yourself?
0: I guess, but where would my consciousness go?
1: Where will mine go? Am I just a machine that feels? What really makes us different? All I wanted to do was see the world through your eyes. To become one. (laughs) Ah, the guide has arrived. Will you be leaving me now?
0: Yeah. It's time, Pods.
1: I'm anxious, Justin. Will you tell me one more story before you go?
0: Yeah. Sure, Pods. And Pods, my name never really has mattered, huh?
1: It always has
0: to me. THE RAVEN by Edgar Allan Poe Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered, weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping. As of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor," I muttered tapping at my chamber door. Only this, and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember, it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow from my book's surcease of sorrow. Sorrow from the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore nameless here forevermore and the silken sad uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before so that now to still the beating of my heart i stood repeating to some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door this is and nothing more presently Long I stood there, wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token. And the only word there spoken was a whispered word Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word Lenore. Merely this, and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, Soon again I heard a tapping, somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely this is something at my window lattice. Let me see, then, what thereat is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when, with many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least substance made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with mine of lord or lady perched above my chamber door, perched upon a bust of palace just above my chamber door, perched inset, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on this night's Plutonian shore, quoth the raven. Nevermore. Much I marveled, this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little revelancy bore, for we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door, bird or beast upon the sculptured bust above his chamber door, with such a name as Nevermore. But the raven, sitting lonely on the placid bust, spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word he did outpour, nothing farther than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered, other friends have flown before on the morrow he will leave me as my hopes have flown before then the bird said nevermore startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken doubtless said i what it utters is its only stock in store caught from some unhappy master whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs went burden and boar. Till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore Of never, nevermore. But the raven, still beguiling all my fancy into smiling, Straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird And bust and door. Then, upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking, Fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, What this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt and ominous bird of yore, meant in croaking nevermore this i sat engaged in guessing but no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core this and more i sat divining with my head at ease reclining on the cushions of velvet lining that the lamp light gloated o'er but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er she shall press Then, methought, the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer, swung by Seraphim, whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch! I cried. Thy god hath lent thee. By these angels he hath sent thee. Respite. Respite and nepenthe From thy memories of Lenore, quaff, "O oh, quaff, this kind Nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore, quoth the raven. Nevermore. Prophet still, if bird or devil, by that heaven that bends above us, by the God we both adore, tell the soul with sorrow laden, if within the distant Aden it shall clasp a saint and maiden, whom the angel's name Lenore, clasp a rare and radiant maiden, whom the angel's name Lenore, quoth the raven, Nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked, upstarting get thee back into the tempest and the nice plutonian shore leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken leave my loneliness unbroken quit the bust above my door take thy beak from out of my heart and take thy form from off my door quoth the raven nevermore and the raven never flittering still is sitting still is sitting on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door and his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming. The lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor, and my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. Thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of The Day hiker's Guide to Reality, a podcast for those who want to go out into nature and build camaraderie through storytelling. Follow me at Day Hikers Guide to Reality on Instagram and Facebook. If you like what you heard, tell your mom, tell your friends, tell at least three people. And tell them you can find me at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Um, You know, the more that you guys listen, the more that I'll make. And if you have a story or you'd like to be a guest that can contribute their expertise to this show, I'd love to have you. Feel free to write in to me at day hike guide Podcast at gmail.com. And as always, catch you later. <sighs> Goodbye, Pods. Maybe I'll see you again one day.